All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Nerd Like Me podcast. I'm Corey Howe. And uh, unfortunately, I'm missing Aaron again. He uh, he told me he just doesn't like you guys and he just doesn't want to talk to you anymore. Um, so he's just making me figure out what I have to do by myself. Uh, I'm just joking. He's actually uh, back uh, saving the world again uh, or, or whatever. I guess he's doing some training um, this week, so he is unable to make it. But I've got another nerd with me. I've got Chris Gladden here. What's up, Chris? Hey, how we doing? Um, so Chris is, is another Louisville native here, um, nerd of all sorts. Um, so figured I'd have Chris on with me to shoot the shit and um, talk about. Uh, first thing we want to talk about, actually, is uh, Comic-Con. Since uh, last week I sat down with Zach from Cardinal Gaming, we didn't get a chance to talk about Comic-Con, which was the week before. Um, so, you know, obviously every year at Comic-Con they release videos, trailers, all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, there was some good stuff this year. Um, so I just want to kind of go through and, and the things that stood out to me and the things that stood out to you, Chris. You know, you can you can bring those up also, and just kind of I don't know. I'm on the fence about a lot of this stuff, to be honest. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. <laughs> um, the only so I'll start off. I guess I'll, well, let's say I'll save the best for last for me, anyways. There's the two best, I guess. There are two things that I'm excited about. The rest of it, I'm kind of on the fence about. So the one that I guess we'll start on um, a high note, I guess. Um, so Shazam got a lot of attention. Yeah, I'm really, you know, I don't really know much about Shazam, but it uh, it was probably the best the best newcomer that I've seen on there. Like that doesn't have any history. Um, yeah. In, um, in cinema, at least. Yeah, and you know, it's it seems like for DC, it's really. I, I hate to say a step in the right direction because I haven't seen it yet. Right. Um, but I, I'll be honest, like, and, and I've said this before in the podcast, like, nothing at all, really, that DC has ever done outside of some of the Batman stuff. But mm-hmm. Batman, I almost separate that from the DC Cinematic Universe. Right. Because it's like, there's always been Batman movies before superhero movies were really a thing. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you know, Batman movies kind of started a lot of that, but. Uh, They've always been so different every time that they reboot it. Yeah. It's... Uh, well, you go from Michael Keaton, who's like dark, grim, gritty Batman. Right. Um, then you go to the shit that went on in the 90s with Val Kilmer and George Clooney. Yeah. And that's... Real... You know, I loved them when I was a kid, but yeah. trying to go back and watch those movies, it's hard. Like, I still somewhat enjoy them, but it's usually a background movie, you know? It really is, yeah. It's... um. It's one of those things that it was very clearly marketed towards a certain age demographic, and that was it. Yeah, like, absolutely. Their 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 idea was we're going to make this movie and we're going to sell a shitload of toys. Absolutely, and then that's it. <laughs> so, and then you go to the um, the trilogy with Christian Bale. Yeah, and great. which which again was really good. Um, that's pro- my personal favorite of all the stuff that that has been out. And then we move into the Ben Affleck. And thankfully, I don't have Aaron here to tell me how terrible the Batman Ben Affleck is. <laughs> and the only reason I say that is because Ben Affleck hasn't had a chance to do anything right. as Batman. His reasoning for not liking Batman. Kind Kind of, it it kills me a little bit. It's, because, it's funny, you know. He doesn't. He he's saying that Batman doesn't kill, but in the storyline that this is kind of based off of, Batman, it's a hypothetical. Well, right? Batman does kill people. I mean, if you if you read, um, you know, some of the Batman comics, he he, he kicks people's butts, and uh, he sometimes he does it with a gun. Really? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then so that's one of the things where you know where my nerd knowledge is really weak. Is um, you know I know. 
superheroes as they're popular with pop culture. Yeah. Um, and so you, Frank Miller's Batman is actually what a lot of Batman versus Superman is based off of. Okay. Um, and he he carries a gun in that movie, or I mean in that in that uh, comic. Really? So, yeah. Well, maybe uh, we'll have to. Aaron, yeah, we, I hope we need to put to that. Somebody. We need to put that on his homework. Yeah, to read that. <laughs> but anyways, you know, it's one of those things where I, I always feel a little lost, and it's something that um, I've always wanted to do is be into comics. But it's just something that I feel there is so much out there. It is hard to get into comics. It really is. I, you know, Cassidy and I both downloaded the, the Marvel app, the Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, the subscription mm-hmm. app, and I still pay for it because yeah. I read some of the Vader comics. Yep. Um, but man, like I was trying to figure out, like, okay, let's read some Avengers stuff. I mean, like, there's where, where the hell do you start? There's whole wiki pages to tell you like which comics that you need to read in which order, and you know sometimes you're going back 20 years to read a certain timeline, and then you're going into the future 20 years to continue that timeline, and it's I mean it's difficult. You know, the, a lot of the omnibuses um, that you can find online they they will help with that, but. Uh, you know, it really is hard to be a new person to comics and get into comics. I'm not a huge comic guy, um, like actually reading physical comics, but, you know, I mean, it's hard for me not to love superheroes. So I right. want to read those things. But like you said, I mean, unless you're just biting off specific events that happen, like Infinity War, um, you know, or um, shoot uh the Dark Phoenix saga right. or something like that, you know, and that's where I tell people to start is read some of those. You don't have to know exactly how the X-Men became the X-Men from the beginning. You know, right. you, you already have, have some context, right? right? You, you're not shooting in the dark at that point. So read the good sagas that are out there and uh, and you'll get a much bigger appreciation for these comics. Yeah, I think that's a probably really good advice because I know, you know, for me, it's, it's really hard because I'm, I'm a completionist. So my thing is I don't want to start in the middle of the story. I right. want to. But maybe that makes sense. I already know who the X-Men are. Right. You know, what 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 does it what do I lose by reading some of these bigger plot points? I mean, I don't think that you I don't think that you lose anything because I mean, how many times has Spider-Man been rebooted? Just right. in the comics, like I mean, there's it's he's been rebooted so many times in the movies, but he's been he's been redone in the comics two, three times as many times, right? You know? And then there's different versions of Spider-Man that have different names and are completely different characters. So just reading them for what they are, I think, is a better way to start with it. You know, and it, it, like you said, you already know the origins of the most basic Spider-Man. In general, right? right. You know what he does. You yeah. know. Batman lives in Gotham and he, you know, swoops down at night and beats bad guys up. Right. So, like, what, you, you know... You know Spider-Man probably died. got bit by a spider and then right. he, he can swing from buildings right. and shit. Yeah, I got you. Um, so, I mean, that was... I'm glad we talked about that, but we got way off topic. Right. So, uh, <laughs> back to Shazam. So, um, and in DC, you know, we were talking about how I've just not been a lot a big fan of... So, outside of the Batman stuff, the stuff that's come out in probably the last five to five years... Um, I just, they've all been big misses for me. Yeah. Um, because they, they, and I mean, I, I'll be honest, I'm biased. I, I'm just not as big outside of Batman. I'm, I'm not as big of a fan of the DC superheroes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people these days aren't. And, and, you know, I mean, some of that is the success of the movies for Marvel, but I mean, a lot of it is just that the Marvel characters, I don't, being more relatable is probably harder to say, but to they me, have, I, they're, they're more, more grounded. Oh, well, to me, I think they're more fun. Yeah. So, like, I look at... To me, you look at, like, the uh, the Justice League, right? And you've got 
like they're just either really OP or their yeah. powers are just stupid. That's that's what my biggest problem is is that they're they're so overpowered. I mean, Batman can beat up ninety nine point nine percent of the Marvel universe, but that's not what Marvel's about. Marvel is about solving problems. That you are know, bigger than the universe, right? Almost, right? Yeah. And and Batman, you know, the thing that makes Batman inter- I mean, sorry, Superman interesting is that he has unlimited power, but he still has to solve problems in a human way. A lot of times, um, I don't know if I could fly and, and shoot lasers out of my eyes. I'd pretty much do whatever I want. Right, and and that's not what he does. So I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's that makes, makes him an interesting character. Yeah. I could, yeah, I could definitely understand that. Um, but yeah, so all the movies recently have been a miss, and they just don't seem. We don't really get any good origin stories. Wonder Woman yeah. was good. That was the only one that I'm like, ah, I could watch that again. Yeah. Um, but every other one, I'm just kind of like, I really have no desire to even pick that back up. Yeah. Um, so here with Shazam, I think we see a, a spin. Like, we see another origin story that's like an interesting hero, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the story seems to be cool. It's not just like God or wherever. What's Where's Superman from? Krypton, Krypton right? Krypton. So Krypton gifted Earth with, with Superman. Yeah. Well, that's it. He's just... Basically, small Jesus that yeah. does whatever. I mean, that's that—that that is what he is. You, you know? know, my point though is that's boring. Like, yeah. there's no, there's no fun in that. And I, th- I think the thing that with Shazam, at least in the trailer, is that DC's finally stepping away from everything is grim dark. Yeah, and here's some humor. And I mean, that's where Marvel has always hit the pace. I mean, especially it's these brilliant. new movies yeah. is just. They I mean, it's it. insane how you know how funny these movies are, and then it's all of a sudden like. You're you're getting this action scene, and then there's this little snippet of something funny, and then you're back into the action. You know, it's not like these long drawn out things, which is what I think that uh, Justice League was. There's so many so many points where I'm just sitting there like, can we get to the point? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and, yeah, it was it was it felt way longer than it was. That but was, Justice League did have some really funny parts. But the characters I'm supposed to care about the most: Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. I didn't even care for at all in that movie. No, and that's what I've talked about before is, you know, you you see my biggest issue with their current movie like universe is that, yeah, we've got Batman or Batman's origin story before. I know we know what happens. Yeah. Right. We've gotten we know all this stuff. But like you're trying to basically they're they're very blatantly playing catch up instead of doing their own thing. Yeah. They're trying to emulate what Marvel's done instead of just saying, well, we've already we're already 10 years behind them. Right. Like. You're never going to catch up, especially you're de- you're definitely not going to catch up if you just try and do what they're doing. Yeah. And the thing that kills me about that is that if you ask people that are actively reading comics right now, DC is blowing Marvel out of the water in, in actual printed comics right now. Some of the best stories that have that have been written in the last five years of um, a lot of them have been DC and and Marvel's kind of stagnated. And I don't know if it's because they're putting so much money towards the movies that you know, the comics are not getting what they deserve, but a lot of people are really liking the DC comics with, with the uh, reboots that they've done. And people are, people are getting reboot fatigue and they're still feeling that DC is doing, is doing better. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But all I know is like I said, it looks like a change of pace. It looks like a DC like movie that I'm like, I'm actually looking forward to like going to see that. Yeah. You know, cause another DC movie we saw at comic con was Aquaman. Yeah. And I gotta be honest, man. Like it's one of those things where I'm gonna go see it. Yeah, but like I almost don't know if I really want to. I loved him in Justice League, but that same personality, I'm just not seeing at least in the trailer. I'm just not seeing that part of it. You know, he had some funny parts um, 
in the trailer, but it it just didn't speak to me like it did in Justice League. And, right. And I don't know if that's just the trailer. They're just trying to get enough out that they tempt you, but it's not tempting me. Yeah, and I, to be honest, I mean, there wasn't a, at least in the trailer, there there didn't seem to be a cohesive plot. No. It's like, oh, his brother's doing something, and then there's some other war going on, and right. it's like, what the hell? Yeah. And just like, I don't know. And I... And I don't really know anything about the character, so me either. A, I, an origin story would be nice on him because I ha, I don't know anything other than he can talk to to sharks, and yeah. I mean they showed that in in the trailer, and that that was probably the coolest part of the trailer is this little kid like turns the aquarium, yeah, yeah, and but I don't know, I'm just I don't really know enough about him to care about him. So yeah, I mean I'm with you. I'm, I was uh, you know I'm I'm not looking forward to that one. I'll go I'll go see it because. I, you know, I almost feel obligated to like yeah. I, I like I like the su- superhero stuff in general. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it's like I, I have to support this because at some point, like yes, this movie might not be good, but the next one might be because yeah. the criticisms, regardless of how much it makes at the box office, there's going to be criticisms of it if it's bad. Yep. So I mean, even if it's good, there's still going to be criticism. Y- but you know my point, though, yeah. is like people are like, well, don't go support it at the box office if you think like that's stupid. Because yeah. all the box office tells them is that you were interested in what they created before you saw it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it, their DVD sales, uh, like all the after the fact stuff, like the, the, the movie sale, the ticket sales three weeks after it opens. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's, that's what's I did. That's what's going to give you a picture of right. how much did people like this specific yeah, one. Because how many times does this guy, you know, these guys go back and watch it three times? Right. You know? Zero. I, you know, most of DC movies, probably zero. Yeah. I but, mean, I this mean, is I, the uh, Justice League or yeah, Justice League was probably the first one that I didn't buy from the DC movies because it was I was just so disappointed in it. And then, I mean, I, like I said, that to me is what's going to show them. Like, hey, they didn't like this. But, like, I just don't like the idea of let's not go see it. Like, you know, because I'm like, I want to support it. Then they're not going to make it. Yeah. Like, then the next time it comes, they're like, well, that didn't make anything. We're not even going to bother. You know, so I'd rather support the idea of it up front. Um, I just am not one of those people that's like, well, don't, you know. Yeah, I mean, I want to see movies. I like going to the movies to see movies. You know, a lot of people say it's too expensive and and whatnot. But, I mean, it's an experience for me. I try not to go more than once a month. So it's not too expensive if you're only going once a month. Well, unless Disney decides to release Infinity Wars and Solo. Yeah, that was was Deadpool all in the course of a month. That was that was that was tough for a lot of people to be able to see a lot of those movies. Yeah, um, and I think that that's why some of them struggled. Like Solo, Solo for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah we talked about Solo that was a, a quality movie. I it mean, really it was. Really, I mean, not everything was perfect, but I mean, it was a Disney movie in, in the new modern Disney. I mean, I mean, it, to me, it was like that was the first Star Wars movie I've walked out of thinking like that was Star Wars. Yeah, like I just watched a Star Wars movie. That's probably the second one because I think that uh, Rogue One was probably the first time. That, that was close, that but I almost I felt like Solo was like a little bit more in the Star Wars universe. Like I don't know how I don't know how to just the stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I can't I can't even put it into words. There was some stuff in Solo that I wasn't really a big fan of, like the droid that uh, the droid that was basically. Just a like a, a bitchy woman and, and like I, I don't know I just I just couldn't. Well, she's the Millennium Falcon eventually, right? I yeah, mean, that's the point. I, it, I don't know. That just really was 
was really boring to me <laughs> with those parts and her trying to, you know, save all the other droids. I, you know, I don't know. I, I think that they could have made that character a little bit different and a bit more interesting because the droid from, you know, Rogue One. Yeah, K2SO, yeah. K2SO was the, I mean, he was my favorite droid of all time now. Yeah. Um, you know, and BB-8 Ooh, was the second. BB-8 was a, my second favorite. You know, I mean, they just keep doing these awesome droids, and then that one, and I'm like, well, I don't, I can't relate. I mean, and maybe that's what the problem is. I just can't relate to that droid. You know. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think there's. I mean, that's the best droid right there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you don't beat R2. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, um, but no, I can't I, argue I, with that. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think, yeah, anyways, I was really a fan of Solo. We're, we keep getting off topic. Sorry. It's, you know, it's good. I mean, these are the good discussions that people like to hear. It's just uh, there's so much to talk about, um, and one thing leads to the other because all these things are kind of interrelated. Yeah. Um, Especially when you're into as wide of a nerddom as a lot of us are. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah there's <laughs> it's hard to stay on one topic for long. Um, so let's see. what The other, like, I guess good stuff that we saw um so fantastic beasts the new fantastic beast movie um i know you said you hadn't seen the first one i haven't i'm i love harry potter i've read the books i've seen them i try to watch the movies at least once a year but i haven't seen fantastic beasts and i i have no excuse i need i it's, need it's, to watch it i'll tell you what like, and, and um I, I like it better than the harry potter because the movies right because to be honest i love like when people are like do you like harry potter and i'm like I like the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. Like, it's it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. That there's this secret magician world, like, right on the other side of what we're doing. Here's Muggles. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. The idea, the way they portrayed magic and all that stuff is just really, really good. Yeah. And, I mean, watching, you know, watching that trailer, uh, you know, some of the special effects were some of the best really ones that good. I've seen in a long time. I mean, it's just... And that's something that they, you know, with modern technology, I mean, we're seeing so much better uh, CGI. Yeah, you can that they can pretty much anything. Anything. Right? I mean, you know, ghosts look like ghosts now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like before it just looked like some, you know, you know, white cape, you know, floating around. And yeah. Just, that's not what we see anymore. We see these real representations of what. You know, I imagine that other people are imagining these things are looking like. You know, I don't have a great imagination, um, so I need I need. I'm with that's one, like that. that's one of the reasons I actually don't like to read a whole lot. Yeah, people are always like, "What? what don't you read the book?" And I'm like, and look, "To be honest, usually I will read a book after I watch the movie." I'm exactly the same way for the sole purpose that now that I have like a visualization for all this stuff, it makes the book that much more enjoyable. Yep. If I do it backwards. I have to re like like um, it would take me I I couldn't even an insurmountable amount of time to read a book like because what's going to happen is I'm going to read the same page fifteen times to try and like okay what is like to build this mental image right and then at the end of the day I'm still not going to be happy with it no I mean I, and I I completely agree I mean I started watching Jurassic Park again the, or sorry listening listen, to Jurassic yeah. Park. On audiobook this week, um, you know, because it's on sale. Um, it's like and, five bucks right now. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I guess you're picturing John Hammond yeah. as he is in the movie. Like, you know, that's so much cooler to me. Yeah, it's it, it, and having you know having this picture in my head of what these people are supposed to look like, what these dinosaurs looked like, 
it's 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 a lot more vibrant than what I would have created in my head. And yeah. I'm sure that there's a lot of other people because there's people that created this stuff that can come up with much better representations in their head. But I can't. I don't I don't know what it is that I'm lacking. No, well, it's but. just you know everybody's good at something, right? And I, I think that that open imagination is just not for everybody. Yeah. But but yeah. Anyways, I mean, on Fantastic Beasts, like. I like it better than the Harry Potter movies because I'm not a huge fan of the plot of the Harry of the Harry Potter series. Yeah, it's just so redundant. Every movie is the same, and what ends up happening is just like these three kids that have no business being as good at what they all like at the magic that they're yeah. doing. Like go up against the greatest evil wizard ever, mm-hmm. who like basically ruined the wizarding world to a certain extent. And they just like, oh yeah, would well, you know? They just you get out of every slippery situation they're in. Yeah. It's just so unbelievable that I'm like, this is ridiculous. Because yeah. it'd be one thing if it happens once or it happens twice, but like this happens seven fucking times. Yeah, I, I, I love the movies, but I mean, I can't disagree with anything. You see what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like I, I get it. I like the idea. I like the world. The people because people are like you don't like Harry Potter. That's sacrilege. And I'm like, I love what they've built. Yeah, I don't like. It's that. really easily digestible. Yeah, and I just don't like that plot line. If it was shorter, if it made more sense. I mean, to me, there's just like, how many times are three kids going to get into mischievous situations and save the world at skill level, doing things that are skill levels, worlds ahead of what they should yeah. be? Um, that's that's my problem with Ray in, the, <laughs> in, in Star, Wars, Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> we, won't, we won't go down that rabbit hole. We'll save that for another day. But, um, but yeah, man, so Fantastic Beasts to me fixes that problem because you have a brilliant plot. And you, you're in the same awesome universe. It's just not the same stupid yeah. shit. That's I feel happening. like I need to go watch it as soon as I leave here. But. Yeah, that's, that's, well, that's up to you. <laughs> I won't. I'll, I'll tell you. You'll you'll enjoy it. That's what I'll say. But um, oh, we also saw uh, another DC thing: the Titans TV series. Yeah, that looks interesting. Um, but I'm, go ahead. I don't really know much about it other than you know occasionally watching the cartoon. Um, you know, and again, I don't really know much about the cartoon, but it looks it looks a lot more brutal and gritty. And again, I don't know if that's where DC needs to to really be because I didn't really see any humor. No, in that. it was yeah. My thing is, and this is this is not specific to this show. I really don't like any of the TV stuff because the production budget is obviously so low. Yeah, they're like, how can you go from watching Infinity War? To watching like these like shitty C like you just talking about how good CGI gets yeah it gets that way in hundred mil- when your movie you have a movie budget that's several hundred million dollars right. when it's a TV budget it looks like ass yeah and I mean like you said you weren't sure if that was a movie or not and I'm like well it looked like it was yeah, probably a TV I, show yeah. and so it was like pretty obvious that you know their budget is a little bit lower and and you know I mean that critique you know maybe it's not giving it justice but I I don't know. Uh, I'm not super excited about that either. Yeah, I'm not either. I, yeah, and it's all it's like it's like all to me what it looked like is they're trying too hard. Yeah, like we're gonna have this real gritty, gory, fuck Batman, That's, like all this stuff. It's just yeah. like over. Oh, okay, tone it down, guys. We get it. You want to make a, ki- a show that's not for the kids, like, right? I don't know. And for me, Teen Titans has always been about the kids. That's exactly why I was shocked. I mean, I don't know if you 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 were listening when we were watching it, but I was like, oh, you yeah. know, when they you know they started showing some some brutality, and I'm like, man, I just wasn't expecting that. And, no, you know, some people might enjoy that. I do like that aspect, but I don't really like it in 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 Teen Titans. No, I, I I'm with you. So I'm I'm not I'm not super 
in on that one. I don't. I don't think I'll watch it. Okay, so the other two things that um, that ends on a high note that I'm super excited about, um, and we'll we'll start with the one and go into the other, so that we can end on. I've got another a second part of the last one I want to talk about. Okay, um, but Godzilla, like I grew up watching Godzilla movies, like VHS tapes. I would go to Blockbuster with my grandma, and we'd rent VHS tapes of the Japanese like '80s. Godzilla movies. Yeah, I, I loved Godzilla when I was a kid. I remember being in uh, maybe the third grade or something, and I had a friend. His name was Blake, and both of us would spend almost all of class drawing Godzilla. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was, and and we, you know, we kind of grew up together. I think uh, I, I knew him up until my freshman year of high school, and I mean, that whole time we would draw dinosaurs and that's and hilarious. And yeah, so I mean, um, you know, I loved. All of them. And even how cheesy it was, it didn't matter. Right. I mean, I think that that added to it. I mean, it was just so different from what we got. You Here know, in the, the States. United, yeah. Well, outside of Power Rangers, which is basically the same thing, just they yeah. were in a, Their Megazord was just a guy in a robot suit instead of a guy in a, in a yeah, Godzilla suit. Um, but, yeah. So, I really loved the last Godzilla movie. Because the, before that, we had, what, Godzilla 2000, which was yeah, just horrible. Yeah, and that's why, horrible. I that's why I didn't watch the last Godzilla movie is because Godzilla 2000 was so bad that I just expected this to be just like it. You know? No, man. It was nothing like it. Um, I mean, it was like classic Godzilla where you have a decent focus on the human element of yeah. it. Yeah. It wasn't just stupid monster movie like oh like like a Pacific Rim right where yeah. it's like the whole point of this is we're gonna let giant robots fight yeah which I'm cool with I'm not like that's fine yeah I pre- I definitely appreciate that part of of that movie but when you start getting to the human element you just don't really care about the people at all no just like no. Transformers yeah so you know as long as you're like straightforward with what you're making like let's not you know wrap it up in gift in gift wrap that it if something it's not yeah. Like, I don't go see Pacific Rim because I want to see some brilliant human story of sacrifice or growth. Right. I, I want to see that robot robot pick up that shipping ship and hit the other robot in the face with it. Yeah. That's what I want I mean, see. you know, when people complain about, you know, Transformers, you know, the story of Transformers, I mean, is that really what you care about in Transformers? No. I, I mean, I want to see Prime Optimus Prime punch Megatron in the face. Or, or ride on the back of a dinosaur. Right. You know, it's... <laughs> that's that's what I'm looking for. I'm I'm looking for for you know Transformers doing stuff that I couldn't do with the toys when I was a kid. Right. You know. And that's exactly again going back to CG. That's exactly where we are. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. such possible. Um, but yeah. So this. I mean, the last Godzilla movie really good. Um, the plot was original. I mean, there was no. I, at least I don't think throwback to the old movies outside of. Um, the way they portrayed Godzilla was really good. He's this like mythical creature that people have been studying, right. trying to catch. Um, they tried to to blow him up at one point. Um, they that were talking. Sound like a good idea. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was the uh, like they were you know, some of the nuclear tests in World War Two. They were saying those were cover ups for them trying to destroy Godzilla with no, atom that's, bombs. That's interesting. Okay, um, so just some real cool, like real cool world building, which is like my favorite thing. If if a movie is, does good world building. Like, I'm in. Yeah. You've got my money. Absolutely. Um, I mean, because it, it gives you, it, you know, granted, uh, you know, as I was just talking about my imagination, but it gives you something to think about outside of what they gave you. Well, it's for me, and it also, like, takes me there. Like, yeah. you know, again, because of my lack of imagination or whatever, I'm not, like, I need build the whole world for me. Like, yeah. take me out of this boring sitting at my desk every day for 40 plus hours, like, life. 
Yeah. And put me into this world where there's shit like Godzilla. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So to me, when you build a world and make it believable in some respect, like that's the stuff I love the most. I feel bad that I haven't seen this too. Because like I said, I loved Godzilla when I was a kid. Well, you'll love this one. And I I mean, I'm always down to rewatch that one. So just let me know and we'll we'll get it going. Um, But the new trailer, dude, like the fact that they're bringing back like the monsters from the original. Oh, yeah. I mean, you recognize all of those monsters. Yeah. Even if you're just seeing the shadows, it's like... Oh, that's Mothra. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's Rodan and King Ghidorah. Like, what? Yeah. It's going to be badass, man. We're like... I thought the last fight was cool, and now I'm just like, oh. And that looks like a movie theater movie, too. Like, some movies, I don't want to go watch in the movie theater, but... Like that movie. Oh, I want to see them huge, right? Yeah. And loud yeah. and exactly. I want it. <laughs> yeah. I want it to shake my seats. You yeah, know? <laughs> I'm with you. So I'm super hyped about that. Um, and then the last thing that I'm super excited about is the Clone Wars. We get one more season. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I watched all of that, and now I, there's so much of it that it's hard for me to remember half the things that happened in it. So I'm like, you know, we were talking earlier that I'm tempted to go back and try to watch it all again, but I just don't know. <laughs> There's just so can, much. I don't man. know if I, I can yeah, do it. I don't There's have just, time for it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Cause it's so damn good. It really is. It's, you know, it's one of those things where I, I always love it when someone's like, I love star Wars. I'm like, have you seen clone wars? Yeah. And they're like, no, it's for kids. Right. And I'm like, well, I mean, maybe, but, I mean, it's hidden in this cartoon, but, but it's such a diamond in the rough, yeah. man. Like, Especially, you know, because what I think a lot, what threw a lot of people off is they probably saw the movie, mm-hmm. which was the first thing, right? And that is more of a kid's thing. Right. And But then from there, the TV show is just like world's better. So I feel like people watch that movie and are like, this is stupid for kids, whatever. And then they don't even bother giving the show a chance. Yeah. But it's... Like, and I mean, some of your favorite characters come back in that show. Oh, yeah. You know, and... And, I mean, you get to really see the relationship that Anakin... Again, we're world-building. Yeah. Like, brilliant, right? I mean, yeah. let's get let's get the details. Let's see the Clone Wars, right? Yeah. We see the very... In Episode 2, we see the very beginning of it. And in Episode 3, we see the very end of it. And, I mean, there's so much stuff that happened. Right. And, and you know, even, you know, in Episode 2, when you're talking about... Um, you know, you see this relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan where they're, like, joking about stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. And then in Episode 3, they just have that, like, man, we've been through some shit. Yeah, and you don't know what you don't know what it is. Yeah, but now you like that's what the show is, right? Like, what is all this shit that happened? Um, So yeah, absolutely great. I mean, um, so in the trailer we see Ahsoka back with Shea Vizsla. It looks like yeah. Um, So I'm interested to see what's going to happen here, but um, it's going to be one for the record books. I think pretty much everybody is excited about. Like, I don't think I've ever heard like no one was like, oh, screw that, stupid. And if you're not excited about it, you. You need to start getting excited about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about uh, the best way to put it. Um, so the reason I want to say this for Lasso is I wanted to transition into something that um, was talked about on the Facebook group a little bit recently. Because you actually posted something and said, what's your favorite sci-fi movie? Yeah. And I responded and said, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And then there was some discussion following that about, is Star Wars sci-fi? Right. And... I mean, to me, you know, I had never really, I guess, thought about it because to me it always just was. Right. And But I guess I see the perspective that people are coming from and shit, the more I Googled it, like I saw that that was a common like question that people were asking was, does this really fit the genre? And so, right. I mean, what, what, what do you think? I mean, I, I think that it is 
it personifies sci-fi. I mean, you know, it might not be far into the future. You know, it's in a galaxy far, far away. Um, but, you know, just because they're fighting with swords doesn't mean that it's a fantasy movie to me. I mean, they're fighting with laser swords. Right. You know I mean, you know, they're fi- they have laser guns. They have these crazy advanced spaceships. Um, you know, I mean, even in the future, um, you know, fantasy tropes would still fit, you know, well, so sure. I don't, uh, and, you know, it's based off a lot of, you know, samurai legends and, and whatnot, but, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of sci-fi. I mean, they're going to different worlds or you're seeing different races of beings, you know, it's, there's aliens. I mean, there's aliens right, everywhere. <laughs> right. So, I mean, my thing is what, what defines something is science fiction. I think some of the people that we were arguing or discussing this with, um, were of the mindset that something like Star Trek is more true to the science fiction genre. Yeah. And in my head, I started comparing the two and saying, well, what makes Star Trek science fiction? But how does that, like, what are the main differences? Yeah. Like, is is Star Trek more science-y? And then I start, like, yeah. every movie, that Star Trek movie that I've watched, they don't explain any of the science necessarily. Right. It's not like they're like, oh, yeah, our warp engines work like this. Right. Or and my I, phaser works like this. I think one of his his things was that he was saying that uh, there's a difference in the struggle and the things that people have to deal with in the future. But, I mean, I feel like that human problems have been human problems since the beginning yeah, of humanity. And again, it's fiction. So, like, there's some license there, right? right. It doesn't have to be true to anything. Right. That's the point of fiction. Yeah. Um, and I think the science part of science fiction doesn't have to be based on the world we live in now, right? No, I mean, not at all. You know, I, what's the point? When the science doesn't, there doesn't have to be. I think it's because, and I think the big, the part that throws a wrench in it is the force. Yeah, where there's this mystical energy, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. that interacts with everything, and these people are manipulating it like magic. Yeah, and that's where the fantasy element comes right. in, right? Like, like Gandalf doing some shit, you right. know, in Lord of the Rings. But at the end of the day, like the setting that they're in is still futuristic. There's still that sci-fi element to it. Like, yeah. there's still, like you said, there's still laser swords and, and blaster weapons and spaceships that are going faster than the speed of light. Right. And like, I mean, all just that. Are, I mean, just being able to travel at the speed of light. I mean, what fantasy... Nothing. There isn't. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> exist. So that's what I'm saying. I think, I think those fantasy elements fit into the science fiction genre. Absolutely. Um, so I just don't think you can... They're not mutually exclusive. Like, there's, it's not... Right. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah. It can be both. I mean, like I said, I mean, one of the things that... I mean, there's a lot of genres that fit into sci-fi, but I don't think sci-fi fits back into a lot of those genres, if that makes any sense to you. You know, it's... There's a, you know, it's, there's a lot of things that go on in, in sci-fi that you're not going to find in fantasy, but there's a lot of things in fantasy that you're going to find in sci-fi. Right. Yeah, and I, so to me, I just think it's a... I think it's another one of those things, unfortunately, where somebody's just looking at, hey, here's the popular opinion. Yep. I want to find a hole in it and, yeah. and argue the opposite just to, to be different, which yeah. is cool. And I, yeah, I can't, I can't fault anybody for that because, I mean, that's a big part of being a nerd is uh, finding your own opinion about things. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. But, I mean, the thing, you know, it gets to the point, though, and this is one of those things that does bug me, though. 
with that, if you want to have your own opinion, fine. But realize that your opinion, if it directly contradicts like something that might be fact, right? Like you can't be right. Yeah. Um, you know, like if you're trying to argue about characters, and there are canon sources that say certain things about yeah. those characters that are in direct contradiction with what your opinion is. Yeah, you're wrong. Like I don't care how strong your, how much you care. Right. But like the God has said. <laughs> You know, in in whatever literature, or movie, or whatever that they've deemed to be the basis for their the truth to their story, X, and you're saying Y, it doesn't like you can't win that fight. No, and but and and and, and there's a lot of that in Star Wars because of the whole Disney destroying. Well, the canon it's of really Star Wars. tough, right? Because you almost like, I mean, think about somebody that's been a Star Wars fan since 1977, mm-hmm. and they spent that whole time watching the movies, reading the. I don't even know how many books yeah. in the expanded universe. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then getting to a point where it's like, okay, all those things that I internalized as fact in this universe are now not. Right. And that's the tough part, right? It's not It's not almost that they did it. It's that now, like, even myself, like, I haven't read a lot of the expanded universe stuff, specifically, like, the stuff about Luke mm-hmm. and that whole, you know, what happens after episode six. Oh, yeah, because it's completely different from, oh, yeah. the, from the movie. And I'm glad that I didn't because I would just be confused. Yeah. And that's even some of the stuff that I'm, like, going, you know, reading. Like, I have to think to myself, like, shit, that happened in, in Darth Plagueis. Yeah. Which is a book, right? And I'm like, well, that's not canon. Right? So it's like, I, I just am confused when I'm trying to, like, argue a point or discuss right. something with somebody. I'm like having to be careful and remember like where I'm basing my arguments because right. some of that source material may not be considered canon anymore. And and even just goes back to my point that I just said, I don't care how much I agree, how much I love Darth Plagueis, the book, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the other th- sad thing about that is I'm sure there's a lot of really good novels in a lot of that. And people aren't going to read them anymore because they're not canon and they're, you know, well, I mean, in fairness, Disney 100% did it so that they they can write those books. Right. Right. Because it's like they bought a story that was already like finished. Yeah. <laughs> so now they're just like, yeah, we're just going to screw that. We're going to write our own story. And now they've increased their revenue, right? Because people that do care about the, the actual story are even no matter how mad they are that the old stuff is no longer part of the story. They're going to buy those new books. Yeah, absolutely. But they're not coming out fast enough for people because Star Wars fans are voracious. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing for me, you know, is like, um, I, for one, I realize that, like, not everything is going to be perfect all the time. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of complaints with some of the new books, some of the new movies, some of the video games, all this stuff. And at the end of the day, I just remind myself, like... We could literally not have more Star Wars. Oh yeah, I like mean, we before this happened, before Disney purchased him, like we were at a point where like it was done, right? Like yeah, it we was prob- holding on by just strings of like video games and, and other some maybe novels or whatever yeah. every so often, right? Maybe some tabletop games or some shit. But at the end of the day, like we of like large scale Star Wars content was gone. Yeah, and now at least once a year, I get to go sit in a movie theater. And watch a Star Wars movie. Yeah, and Star Wars is everywhere now. There's no... I mean, there you just can't find anybody that doesn't know what Star Wars is anymore. Well, I, yeah, people that don't know what Star Wars is. But I, I, we talked about this, I think, um, a couple weeks back. But 
I always find this funny when you talk about somebody or talk to somebody about Star Wars and this, and um, they might be in their forties or fifties, probably fifties, and and you're like, oh, you've never seen Star Wars? Like, no. And I'm like, when were you born? And they're like, oh, 1968. And I'm like, so you were. 10 when Star Wars came out the first time. Yeah. And you didn't see it. What what did you have to do yeah, when like, the well, biggest movie like yeah, of like, the 70s came out? Yeah, like I mean we, at the time, that was well, probably the biggest movie of all time. It, it, yeah. I mean there was no craze like Star Wars at that point, right. right? It's like what rock did you live under? Yeah. That you didn't go see it. Or or at least get the VHS like later or, well they probably didn't have VHS in 77. No, I don't know what they would have been. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> grim prospects, probably. But you know, um, the reshowings or something, right? That like, yeah. that movie was consumable for more than the couple months it was in theaters. Absolutely. Um, so, where were you? Like, at some point, did you? How did you not? I don't know. It just blows my mind. But yeah, but I mean, I guess some people just aren't into it. You know, I mean, they're just not. In, I mean, some people just aren't into movies. Uh, um, but it's hard to believe that anybody in at least in America I don't want to say on earth but in America hasn't seen Star Wars it is really hard and I just I pity those people I do I mean you're missing out on a lot if you're listening to this and you haven't watched Star Wars <laughs> I, I would hope that everyone listening to this has seen Star Wars guys if you haven't listened to Star Wars I I, am, I have I literally have no words yeah. there's uh, whew, that's a scary prospect but, just go watch it again, even if you have seen. It. Yeah, let's let's just be, let's cover our bases and make sure we've all seen them enough. So, um, so just well, what is what is your favorite movie? While we're on this topic, we can um, talk Star Wars. So a it kind of goes Always back and Star forth. It kind of goes back and forth. Like it depends on the day of the week, which what my favorite sci-fi movie is. But it's between Starship Troopers and Fifth Element, and I think it's a. It's because of the times that those movies came out. In it's my always life. nostalgia, yeah, right? I mean, it's it's a hundred percent nostalgia. I mean, I've watched Starship Troopers probably more times than I don't. I don't even know. I've probably watched it more than once a year since it's come out. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I any time that I see that it's on TV, you're, you're watching. I watch it. it. Like on if FX. I, yeah, if I happen to see it's on Netflix, I'm like, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to click that and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, I uh, actually I'm going to I'm going to play you for a little bit here. I don't think I've seen Starship Troopers. You haven't seen Starship Troopers. I, I say that, but I feel like I have. Like, it's one of those things where like, I, I think I probably watched it when I was younger. Yeah. But like, I can't remember. Like the plot, if that makes sense. Okay, so I'm going to watch Godzilla with you. Okay, and, and you're going to watch, watch Starship fine. Troopers with I'm me. I'm down, man. It's, it's, it, unfortunately, the sequels are terrible. <laughs> but the first movie, and, and and it's not necessarily a great movie, but it's such a fun movie. And I think that that's an important part of movies these days, is that they don't it's have to be just fun. be good. Yeah. The story doesn't have to just be great. It needs to be fun. Like, I need to want to continue watching that movie. If I'm 100%. looking at my watch during a movie because it's too long or, you know, there's so much filler. Like, I, I agree. So that's a, that's the reason I like to go see movies in the theater the first time. Yeah. Because I'm forced to watch it. Right. No matter how shitty it is. I mean, that's, that's my favorite. That is my favorite thing about going to the movie theater is I can't pull out my phone. Yep. You know? And, and then the second part to that is that's the number one way I know whether something is good. If I put it on at home, 
and I'm not, but within a couple minutes, I'm off my phone and I'm mm-hmm. watching. I'm like, cool. This this is some good shit. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's what happened with my Hero Academia. I was like, normally I was like, whatever. This uh, I actually didn't know what it was. I was just looking for something else to watch. Saw it on Funimation. I was like, yeah, let's give this a try. It's on the top or whatever. Yeah. So I started watching it, and like five minutes into the first episode, I'm like, phones on the table. Like, just, yeah. I mean, that's I mean that that is a very important thing for me because I'll I'll watch an entire first episode of some show and i'm like at no point did this show draw me in no and I, and I was at on the my end, phone like, the whole I time even, did i what even just happened right you know you don't even know so yeah i uh there's a lot of you'll if you go through my netflix or any of my streaming services you'll see a lot of stuff where it's like episode one and it's yeah. like it'll even be like 50 to 70 percent finished and i'm like just this is I, I don't even want to think of how many shows are on my netflix just like that because <laughs> and it, and you know you want to blame it on the phone but it's not the phone's fault if if the show was keeping my I, attention i would, would be watching matter. the show 100 i agree completely so yeah outside of science fiction man um so while we've got you here i guess we can just kind of talk about some of the other nerd stuff you're into so okay what uh what makes you tick Let's see here. I mean, probably the thing that goes back the farthest that I can think of that I'm still really into is Warhammer and Warhammer 40K. Um, you know, the first time that I ever bought a miniature, I w- it was like my, my birthday, um, and I was 10 years old. Wow. Now I'm 33. So <laughs> I've been playing this game for almost th- almost 24 years. No kidding, man. Um, so, so for you guys that don't know, Warhammer and Warhammer 40K – is a game that you play with miniature figurines that um, are painted. So you you buy them as just plastic molds, kind of like a model kit, yep. and you put them together, put them on a base, you paint them however you want, and then there are, is a, a combat game, basically, that, mm-hmm. that you play with other people. Yeah. Um, so just to give you some background, because it's not necessarily something that like you would have seen walking around in Toys R Us as a kid. Right. Um, it, it is a little out of this this mainstream nerd culture it's I would starting say. to become more mainstream it is, there, it is. I, I think i've seen it in target before like they've got these new kits that are uh, geared more towards kids where it's like you snap fit these miniatures together and then you've got a miniature put together without glue or anything in like 10 minutes oh, okay cool so i i really like that they're trying to get kids into it because i was it's a kid fun, when i got man. Into like, it. like and, and on top of that it's a fun game yeah. like i think you know that's one of the things that um, is missing a little bit from the current generation, like the kids that are growing up now. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with you playing video games because I did all that too, right? Yep. But a, a lot of the other things that I did um, were board games, were card games, yeah. were miniature games, were things like this that you are, A, forced to interact with another person. I mean, socializing is something that we don't do enough. Exactly. And so, I mean, you know, and you can say, yeah, I've got a headset on my Xbox, but I mean... It's not the same as hanging out Are you out having real conversations? Yeah. I mean, we, you, you have some conversations, but if you're playing Call of Duty, what kind of conversation are you really having? Or are you just cussing the whole time because you got <laughs> shot by 12 By a kid, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, you're you're one hundred percent right. So I, th- I think you know the fact that we can promote that to like kids and, and get them interested in doing yeah. something that requires them to be around other kids mm-hmm. and to play a game in person. And to me, I'll be honest, it's a, it's way more thought intensive because you have to learn the rules. Yeah, you don't like the rules. Like in a video game, the rules are given to you like by proxy of playing the game. Yeah, like the rules that govern that universe are not explicit. You don't explicitly have to understand them nope 
They're but, just there, right? Yeah, but when you're playing this game, you have to understand basic math. You have to be able to figure out, you know, add, subtract. Sometimes you got to multiply. Yeah. Um, you've, you've got to understand statistics um, because you're going to be more successful if you understand that, I, you know, what it means to to need a four plus to have a success at something on a, on a six sided dice, you know, right. You know, if you have a 50% chance, is it worth doing this thing? Or do you want to wait until you have a, you know, a 67% chance or something? You know? Right. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's huge. And just the decision making that goes into that, because a lot of video games these days are, are you know, they're shooters, the popular ones, yeah. Fortnite, PUBG, uh, Call of Duty, Battlefield, they're, they're Twitch shooters. Mm-hmm. So more or less, and that's one of the reasons I like PUBG that Aaron and Aaron and I talked about that on a previous episode is it there is some of that thought like yeah. it's not just who can run into this room and shoot the other guy in the head faster yeah I mean it, it is there definitely. is that element but there's also an element of how do I approach this situation mm-hmm. to minimize my risks maximize my opportunities you know and, and, and do all that kind of stuff right um, and that situation is different every time so same thing when you're playing something like Warhammer Every game is going to be different. You yeah. have to to constantly be evaluated. There is no, my reflexes are fat. My reflexes and coordination are better than yours. Right. So I win. I mean, the whole game is based about around math. Like, I mean, if you really break it down, everything is measured in inches. It's measured in statistical chances of, of success. Right. Um, you know, everything is math. And, and I think that, you know, I mean... Uh, me being Asian, I mean, that might, be, <laughs> that might be one th- one reason that I love that game so much is because there is so much math, and I love calculating things while you know the guys, you know, uh, my opponent sitting there rolling and doing whatever he's he's doing, and I'm like, well, what are my chances of surviving this? <laughs> yeah, you no, I, and, and you know, I, it's kind of funny. So you mentioned the math part of it, and I guess it never struck me how relevant that was in Warhammer. Um, because I never actually played Warhammer when I was younger. I played the Lord of the Rings game, mm-hmm. which was by Games Workshop, who makes Warhammer. So the rules were, like, basically the same. Yeah. Um, they were an extension of Warhammer Fantasy, basically. Right. Um, so I didn't necessarily play Warhammer, but I understand the the same type of stuff, right? Right. Um, and then when I was reading through recently about potentially putting together an army myself, and I was reading about some of the units, and they were at one one analysis of, uh, that I was reading was going into the detail. Like on average, this unit gets this many hits mm-hmm. and does this inflicts this many wounds on this many. And I'm like, I did never like it makes perfect sense that you can boil it down. Oh, absolutely to that point. You know, I mean, you know, we kind of talked about earlier um, the importance of target priority in a game like that. And it's not just, okay, this is the big scary unit I need to kill that. But what's the most efficient way for me to take that that unit off the table? So it isn't even a threat at this point. Yeah. Should I be wasting my putting myself in a vulnerable position? Exactly. Just to um, do that. And, and you've got to look at the math of those things and calculate, you know, like I said, I mean, how much damage can my unit due to that unit and if it's not enough do i need to prioritize on something else until this other thing becomes too much of a threat that i can't ignore it yeah you know and I, like i said i just and, I and that's that. fun right i mean to me that to me having to think like that that's fun yeah there's not a whole lot that makes me think on that level you know so to to play like a game like that and especially if it's in a friendly environment mm-hmm. you know it's in a social environment i mean that makes it even better right yeah um cuz it's funny, the same thing I felt like since I've been playing Magic. Like, I feel like I'm sharpening my knife somewhat, like, you know, just like the mental, 
like I'm, I'm knocking the rust off because oh, I yeah. hadn't done anything like that in so long. And even I'm, I'm feeling that transition out into other things that I'm doing into work and, you know, other just problem solving where I'm like, oh, I'm just feeling sharper. Right. Because I haven't done that kind of hard problem solving risk analysis like type of decision making yeah. in so long that it's like this is I remember, I remember why I miss this, you know. And I mean, if you want to talk about getting kids into it, I mean, what better reason to convince your wife to get your kid into playing than there's so much problem solving in math. I mean, those are the, <laughs> those are the two hardest things I think in school to learn, you know? Yeah. And well, for me, if, if, if it was, you know, if I was trying to convince my wife to let my kid get into something, I just have to convince her how cool it's going to be when he gets to take his giant demon and run it right up the table and attack whatever else. Yeah. <laughs> That's all the strategy you need right there. Yeah. I mean, attack there, with the big thing. There, there definitely are armies that'll, that'll let you do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so outside of Warhammer, uh, what else? I mean, I, we, you know, we've been playing magic recently, so, yep. um, that's another thing you've been into for a long time, right? Yeah. Uh, that I play, played magic almost as long as I played Warhammer. I mean, I think I started playing magic. Uh, I mean, actually it was probably about the same year. I think I started playing in 95, maybe 96, and, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends that played it because it was kind of an expensive game for you it know, still a 10-year-old is. to get into. It still uh, is, yeah, it, if not worse now. And then every time you look back at how much, you know, every time I sold out my, of my collection, it just it, it makes me sad. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those games that I always come back to. You know, it's, it's a tried-and-true game. It changes, but it never changes, if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, like, the, the card cards meta change, change, yeah. But the mechanics tend to stay the same. It's always fun every time I play. But I got away from, uh, you know, like tournament magic and playing competitively because, I, you know, it might just be that I've gotten older because I don't like playing competitive uh, uh, 40K either. Um, you know, I just want to play casual and I just want to enjoy the time that I'm playing it. Whereas before, you know, I enjoyed playing in tournaments, but I enjoyed winning more than I enjoyed actually <laughs> playing the game, right. you know. Um, <laughs> so with, with Magic uh, now, you know, we started playing Commander. Yeah. And it's I mean, it's a it is the casual format. Um, yeah. You know, you can sit down. I mean, it's the only format that I know of where you can buy a pre-constructed deck and still have a lot of fun with it because I think when we first started, I mean that was that was some of the most fun that we've had playing Commander. I think was with the pre-constructed decks. I don't disagree. I mean, I think um, I will say again from the higher level of com- like competitiveness and the higher level of understanding the mechanics and understanding what plays you need to make. The, you know, when we've been playing art with our custom decks that we've been using recently, mm-hmm. it. It definitely it loses that casual feeling a little bit. Yeah, it does. There's no doubt about that. But it also adds in in the sense of this is like I said, it's that higher level of play where it's still casual. Like we're yeah. not if we lose, it's not a big deal, right? Right. But it's not like but you're you're building that deck to do a specific thing, mm-hmm. and you're looking for specific interactions, yeah. and you're looking for specific ways to stop what somebody else is doing. Yeah. And with the pre-constructed decks, they're only so effective at that. You know what I mean? Like it feels like you're hamstringed a lot. No, I definitely get that. I mean, you there's know, a lot of inefficient cards in the, in the pre-constructed decks, but uh, you know, with but the everybody's new one, on that playing field, right? So it doesn't exactly. Make sense. I mean, there there might not be perfectly matched against each other, but. 
you feel like if you're playing a pre-constructed deck against another pre-constructed deck, you're on at least, you know, a a, a 60-40 playing field. Right. Know? And you're I don't think that's too unreasonable. Because, yeah. I mean, a 60-40, if you are a better player, you can still win. You can make up that that 20%. Yeah, if you're yeah, exactly if you're a better player. And you know, the other thing is that that I like about Commander is um so in the standard format, you have 60 cards in your deck. Mm-hmm. Uh roughly 20 of them are going to be lands. 40 of them are going to be other cards. You're allowed to have up to 4 of every card. Yep. So that means you're probably playing with between 10 and 15 different cards. Yeah. So realistically, guys, like if you're playing a standard format magic thing, like Every if it, ideally every game goes one way. You yeah. get the you have the same cards. You play the same cards in the same order and every single time. Yeah, it's the most efficient way to play is to have that consistency. So and that makes sense, right? Yep. I, I get it. You're trying to accomplish a very specific thing, but in Commander you have a hundred cards. Right, roughly thirty three or so are lands, and sixty six are anything else. But you can only have one of each of those cards. Yeah. So I've got sixty six. 67 different cards. Yeah, I mean, we were just, I just I remember mentioning yesterday when we were playing at uh, Cardinal Games that uh, there's some cards I've never even seen in my deck, and we've been playing with these decks for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, so. and that's the way it goes, you know? <laughs> um, so I really like that format to it, too. It's in, and the, what that adds, guys, is it's you're not... Like, every game is different to a certain extent. Yeah. Like, like Chris said, he'll get it, you know, maybe the next time we play, he'll see cards that he's literally... that have been in that deck, but he hasn't yet to see. Yeah. And that will change the way he's able to play. Exactly. Um, and vice versa, you know, you get a card that you didn't have. Like, well, let's say you play a, a game against some other people and you just don't have anything that can stop somebody. And it's in that deck somewhere. Yeah. But the next time you have that card. You have that exact answer that you, you were looking for. Right. Or, you know, like um, yesterday, uh, I actually, I didn't think, I, I, I didn't end up winning, but I was very convinced that I had a very good chance um, that last game we played because I had top decked sort of feast and famine. Yeah, so, and everybody had green in their deck. <laughs> so, so I was like, man, if I if it gets to me, uh-huh. like I can probably get bullets off, right? But so that's my thing is right that one card that I that the best card that I could have possibly had right there was the next one I was going to draw. And I mean, the other thing that I really liked about it is that pretty much every time that I've ever lost at that game, I'm like. If I could have untapped, I think I would have won. You know, so it's <laughs> but it's that close. You know what I'm saying? Like you're we're we're at a we're at a relatively level playing field with the people that we've been playing with at least. And uh, you know, it's like, well, if he caught a little bit of a snag, I would have had or it. Made and it's a not bad like decision. Yeah. Or, and it's know. not like I'm just completely getting shut out of the game. Whereas, you know, if you're playing standard or modern or legacy um, and magic. I mean, usually, you know, it's pretty quick that you see the writing on the wall. Uh, but if you're playing, you know, Commander is a four-person game. I mean, you know, just because somebody's crushing you doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't have Cyclonic Rift in their hand. They're just going to put everything back in their <laughs> everybody yeah. hands. I know that's what you 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 and uh, you, both Chris and one of the other guys um, both had that card in their hand, and that's one of the only things that can stop what I do with my deck. So. It was going to be a bad time if we got to that point, but unfortunately, we lost before we got that far. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, um, I've been having a lot of fun though, and um, you know, like so we play we play guys every Monday. We're at Cardinal Games from roughly six to nine, um, hanging out, playing. And if you don't know how to play, that's fine. We'll teach you. Yep. Um, we even have plenty of extra decks, the pre constructed like Chris is talking about, and we can all play with those. So you're not going to get 
blown out of the water because you don't have something special. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to spend any money. I mean, if you don't, if you're on yeah, the tight budget. Yeah, there's zero investment. I just mean, your time. Yeah, just come up and, uh, you know, together we've got like 10 decks or something yeah, like that. Something and, crazy. And we're getting more. I mean, yeah. you know. And I mean, if you want to play against a pre-constructed deck, I don't think either of us have an issue with like no. putting together, putting away our, our more more quote unquote more fun decks to to play some of the pre-constructed <laughs> decks because they're still fun and i haven't even played with a couple of them that i have so i wouldn't mind giving them a try too and just kind of seeing what they have and and the other thing that i like about the pre-constructed decks is like i you know i'm playing the Atraxa deck with you know that i've kind of built up but you know it's a deck that you can kind of build into so if you find a pre-constructed deck that you like you know you well, can just a really put a couple more cards into exactly. it exactly and then now you've got a more competitive deck and as, as you get money and you can build into it you can build this deck that's exactly what you want um, where which you is what i did right yeah. i mean so you know I, I bought a deck and i actually had a very specific idea of what i wanted to do with it and uh, went up to Cardinal Games and, and brought them. Here's the cards I'm thinking about putting in this deck. And we talked about it. And I spent, you know, some money. And, and I got some of the cards that were... In, but what I bought that first time, I bought the cards that were really good cards mm-hmm. for both of the colors that I played. Yeah, They didn't necessarily 100% get me to the goal of what I wanted to do. Right. But they made my deck way more efficient. Yep. And they made it that much better. And then the next time, I'm like, okay, now I like the way this is going. I can see if I have the rest, like these things, to complete what I'm trying to do here, I'm going to like it. So then I was able to buy some more cards. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, it's like every literally every time we go back to the store, I'm like, ah. I need this. I was just going to say that I'd like to warn everybody that buying cards is addictive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many times I've woken up at 630 in the morning and there's a there's a message from Corey that's like, hey, what do you think about this card? Or, or you know, I'm thinking about putting this card in my deck. Or, or you know, right before I go to bed, I'm like, hey, have you thought about putting this card in yeah. your deck? Yeah, Chris, Chris is like, I, uh, I, look at this YouTube video. This guy goes through this deck. I think I'm going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, it's a lot of fun, guys. And, and we really, like, the more the merrier, you know, um, we've had people that are brand new come in, come out and hang out and, yeah. and have a good time. So and we're not the only people playing. There's there's a, a pretty good crowd that comes up there to the Cardinal and they're all they've all been super friendly people. Yeah. And they're all again, they're all on the same page. Like, actually, we played last night. We played with a kid who had never played commander. Yeah. And, you know, we're playing with at a pretty high level. I mean, relatively yep. to someone that for someone that's real, really new. And I mean, we you know, we none of us had any problem like taking our time so that he could think through his hand mm-hmm. and we could explain to him, you know, if if he could do something or couldn't do something or if he had questions. I mean, like everybody there is super cool no matter what level you're playing. Yeah, so I never feel intimidated. And by the time we were done, I mean, he's like, "Man, can I can I buy this deck?" So, I mean, yeah. he enjoyed himself, you know. Yep. And I mean, I think he had a little bit of magic experience, but he was definitely due to commander. Um, and you know, it's funny because when I played competitive magic, I used to scoff at commander. Um, <laughs> but now I, I see the light. I mean, it's just, it's a really fun format with where you can do things that you can't do in other formats. You can do all kinds of crazy stuff in, in this format and you can make a deck that does pretty much anything you want. I was watching a video today where this guy's win condition was getting gold. You know, yeah, the treasure like, tokens. Yeah, the treasure tokens. And, and like golden artifacts. And it's just like compile a bunch of them and then you just win the game. And it's it's like, you know, it's kind of a janky way to win, but it sounds it's fun, fun to me. Hell I mean, yeah. it, and it's not the only thing going on in the deck. I mean, there's other ways to win, but like that's like what the deck is built around. You right. Know? 
And, uh, and, and like I said, the other thing is it, no matter how dire the situation, you still have a chance. Yeah. Like I said, you you top deck that one card and that's it. And the other thing that we haven't even mentioned yet is that one of the most valuable things in the game is the social aspect of it. You know, you know, um, you, you can have the worst hand in the world, but if you can talk all the other people in at the table into not attacking you, you know, you can really, you know, you, you can really build a board state that, yeah. that, well, that can't be beat. It, work, it works both <laughs> ways, right? So um, the, the downside of playing with people regularly is that they know what's coming. Right. So <laughs> this happened to me yesterday, I think. The first game we played where I just snowballed like crazy. Yeah, nobody could do anything. And nobody could do anything. <laughs> And then, like, the subsequent subsequent games, it was like, everybody, I didn't even have anything on the board. And people were like, oh, I'm going to attack Corey. Right. It's like, because they know yeah. if I snowball, like, there's nothing they're going to yeah, be you able gotta, to do. You got to get those little nips in so that, you know, <laughs> if you do get to that point where you're out of control, we you know, they can just shut you down. Yeah. Um, but, and it only know. makes sense, but that's part of the fun, right? right. And then there's that, that aspect of, you know, like Chris said, the, the political aspect of it. How are you framing yourself as a threat or a non-threat yep. to somebody else on the board? And, and, you know, you can absolutely say, hey, if you don't attack me this turn, like, I won't attack you. Yeah, one of the things that I, I've been looking at trying to add to my deck is stuff that's maybe not as efficient, but is a political card. Like, something that rewards an opponent, you know, for some reason. Well, you have that one card that uh, you can add a plus one, plus one counter right, to if one they of don't your creatures me. if they don't attack you. And that's kind of a passive you know, kind of a passive thing, but there's some cards, and I can't remember what they are off the top of my head, but there's some cards where it's like, hey, um, you know, this turn I can give you a land. Um, there's one, I think it's Fertilid in my deck. It's like this little bug thing, but you can spend two and give somebody else a land. So it's like, hey, you know, if you say that you're not going to attack me for the next I'll two turns, mana, yeah. and I know that you're struggling on mana, I can spend this two mana that I wasn't going to use anyway and give you a land. And it could be, you know, it could be the difference. And, and you know, granted, that person is going to be trying to kill you later on, but at least both of you got a little bit farther in the game. Right. And, and you know, it's, uh, you know, the social aspect is just, it's just a great part of it. I mean, you're sitting around the table talking to four different people. Or, I mean, some sometimes the games get bigger. I don't know that I particularly I, like. I prefer the four-man yeah. games. Yeah. I, they're, just, much, they're just less unwieldy. Yeah, you get to six people, and it's just, you don't know what's going on down the yeah. other end of the table, and it takes forever. Yeah. You know, so you have this, like, you end up basically talking to the person across from you. Right. And then, like, ten minutes later, it's back to your turn, and you have no idea what just happened. Yep. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think the four-person games are the best. But Okay, so we've got Warhammer. We've got Magic. Uh, we, we know you like science fiction. Yep. So uh, what else? What else is, is in the basket? Um, so one of the things that I'm kind of known for is my statue collection. Okay. And it's it's kind of an obsession that I'm kind of growing out of all of a sudden. And if we, I won't really get into why, but, <laughs> but I'm talking about like high-end you know, limited edition collector statue. And, and some people might not know what I'm talking about, but one quarter scale statues that are made of, you know, either resin or porcelain. Um, and then they're all hand painted and they're all, lim- you know, limited edition. You know, some of them have edition size of like 50. Um, wow. And, you know, they're all of my favorite Marvel characters or DC characters. I don't have nearly as many DC characters, yeah. but, um, you know, mostly Marvel characters. Um, 
And it's kind of a weird thing. I don't even know how I got into collecting them, but it was just like one day I bought one. And then a couple and weeks later, more. I had 10 more. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, at one point I had, you know, 50 something of these things. And I mean, they take up, they took up my whole game room. And, you know, I, I don't know if I ever told you, but I built my house around having a game room. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, clearly a guy who grew up playing Warhammer and magic, right? Like yeah, that's the, exactly. that's the focus. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm still just uh, I'm just a big kid. I mean, all the things that I wanted when I was a kid or what I buy now. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, you know, it, it, as long as it, uh, you know, doesn't make you have to file bankruptcy or anything, yeah, I, no, don't, but, I yeah. don't think it's a problem. No, you know? and it's kind of funny you say that because, you know, speaking of magic, like I played magic very briefly when I was probably 13 or 14 mm -hmm. with uh, some of my cousins. And, you know, they had some extra decks or whatever, and I would play with those, but I could never afford my own. Oh, yeah. And my parents would never buy them for me. So, and in fairness, it was one of those things where, like, they were always getting into new games. So, like, if they were buying me everything my cousins had, like, it would be a new game of cards, like, every week. Yeah. Kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, they do. And I, so, I don't blame them for not, you know, it was like, we just, we just got into Pokemon. You're going to do this. And it's like... Okay, I get it. Yeah. But anyways, so now, like, seeing the difference, though, and being able to, like, go into Cardinal and being like, hey, I want these cards. Yeah. Like, I don't I mean, Whatever. I'll pay for it. Like, it's, you know? it's, it's so satisfying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I wish I could show all the people that are listening uh, my game room because, I mean, I, I like to show it off. I had, I've had... We'll be proud of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's not too many people that I know of that collect the statues, in at least in Louisville, but I've had a couple people... Um, that I've met from outside of Louisville that have come to visit and, uh, you know, gotten to share the library is what I call it with them. Even though there's no, <laughs> there's like maybe two books in the whole room, but <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, and just getting to see other people's excitement when I show them this stuff, um, you know, it gives me a lot of excitement. I mean, granted I'm, I'm bragging about my collection or whatever, but you know, it's like, you know, for me, it's like walking into my own museum. You know, Absolutely. all of my favorite characters are there. But like I said, I'm kind of getting out of it. Um, I They're worth more money than I'm willing to put into them anymore. Um, these Marvel movies have been a great success on the statue collecting oh, community. Sure, um, so a lot of them have gone up in value. And, uh, and as much as I love them, um, there's just other ways that I'd like to spend my money now. So... I'm thinking about completely redoing the library and actually putting some books in there um, and just uh, making it more of a uh, a gaming space again, which is what it was originally intended for. Like, I'm kind of scared to have people in there playing games right now because somebody uh, backs up into a statue yeah, or, a, or a stray die, you know, bounces off of, uh, you know, Wolverine's head and knocks it off. And then, you know, I've got this. <laughs> This, you know, hopefully you've put together Wolverine a little bit better than. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, magnets are, you know, they're fickle things. You know? <laughs> so you just, you just never know. But uh, you know, I still, I still um, have some that I, I paint and put together and whatnot, and I'm going to be keeping those. Um, and that, you know, that kind of brings us into a little bit of a segue of something that I'm interested in getting into, which is the Gundam figures. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've never, I've always loved the shows. Um, but I've never owned any. Um, so I really have been, you know, there's been a couple of people in the nerd like me group, um, that have been posting theirs and it's, it's kind of lit this fire in me where I'm like, man, maybe I just need one. And then, <laughs> and then of course it's like, well, you can't just have one because then it's going to be lonely. Yeah. Gotta... <laughs> yeah. Chris, I don't think you can do one of anything, buddy. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you. 
So, um, yeah, I've got this, I've got this addictive collector's personality. So I'm probably going to have like 40 of them, but at least they're cheaper than statues. So <laughs> they are. And, I mean, and the other thing is, I think since you have to build them and you have to paint them, yeah. and, well, you don't have to paint them, but you're going to paint them. So that'll keep you occupied. Like, I feel like the statue is kind of like, I bought it now. I just display right. it. So like you buy one and, and you're kind of automatically like, okay, now what? Yeah. But like you buy a Gundam model and just, you know, we've talked about before, like we're busy. So it's like not one of those things where you can't just sit down for three, four days and put as many hours as you need into it until it's done. Yeah. Like it's going to be a work on it a little bit, work on it a little bit. And then, you know, eventually it's done and you can display it. Yeah. My plan is to just buy like two of them to start. You know, I said I was going to get one, but I think two of them to start would be good and just you know, try to commit to not buying anymore until I've done what I wanted to do with those, which like you said, I mean, I want to put them together. I want to paint them and uh, I want to get like a little display going on with the two of them. So. Yeah. The good news is they are not fragile. Um, so like that one over there has been uh, knocked off that uh, probably about <laughs> 15 times by the cats. So don't worry about their heads yeah. falling off or anything like that. The paint might get messed up, I guess. Yeah. But. I mean, battle damage. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, Gundam is is like uh, one of my favorite like animes of all time. Yeah, you've got me watching a couple of the series, and it's it's kind of funny because you gave me like you know watch these in this order and whatnot, and that's generally what I like to do. But I keep I keep like watching different ones, um, and I don't know what why I started doing it, but I guess it's just because I have there's so many of them to look at right now that yeah. I'm kind of like, well, what if I like this one a little bit more? So let me watch this first. But um, so I started watching. I finished the first movie that you told me to watch yep. and then um, you kept telling me or you mentioned that I needed to watch the, the ser- one some, of the series. No, oh. I, so I usually tell you to watch all three movies first. Yeah. Because there's uh, Gundam the movie or whatever and then there's Encounters or there's Soldiers of Sorrow and Encounters in Space and those three are the entirety of the original Gundam series. Okay. So that gives you like the, the first plot Right, and then the other stuff that I gave you to watch are the stories that fit, like either in that timeline at the same time or directly after. Okay, so it's kind of like just in chronological order. Right, um, is how the so that you have a reference like a like if you start watching one of the smaller series first, you're kind of like who are these guys? Why are they fighting? Yeah, who's this guy? What what's going on? Mm-hmm. And you know, if you watch them in chronological order, you kind of understand like oh, this is what they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the only. Re- it's not, but it's not impossible. Like the no. plots are the plots stand alone. Mm-hmm. So you might be like out of context on some of the things, but like you're gonna understand what's going on, right? Yeah, and and like I, I can't remember what the name of the the series that I started watching, but it was O eight or Eighth MS Team. Yeah. yeah, and and that one's that one's actually really interesting. Yeah, um, I figured you'd like. That's like yeah. one of my favorites. So and that's you know that's gotten me wanting the, the was the RX seventy eight the so. ground. The ground Gundam, yeah, yeah, that's RX seventy eight G or RX seventy nine G. It's got so that's the first one that I want to get, and then uh, what? What are the ones that they're fighting Gunka or uh, what? Are, what are they Zaku's? Called? Zaku's. I'm sorry, yeah. Yep. So it's got me wanting to buy one of those too, and they happen to have it in the mega scale, and yeah. they're, they're almost they're almost the same size as the statues that I collect. So that's that's kind of exciting too because it's. <laughs> They'll fit into the the displays that I already have. <laughs> Chris is going to have just giant robots everywhere, man. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I, there's no wrong way to watch them. And, and 8th MS Team, that was one of... 
the later ones as far as when it was produced. So it has. Yeah, the, yeah I can kind of tell. It has a more modern animation style. Mm-hmm. It has more modern, modern like attitude. The original one is kind of tough. I, I to be honest, the original one is like one of those ones that like I almost am hesitant to tell people to watch. Yeah. I gave it to you because I know you have an appreciation for like old anime. Yeah. So I knew it wouldn't like necessarily you you understand what you're getting into. Like exactly. This was some shit made in the eighties in Japan. Yeah. Like, and, and and I don't know. I mean it's probably because that's the anime that I grew up with going back. But like I I mean I love that style. You that's know, what I mean. So. But you know somebody watches that now that only has experience with like modern anime. Right. They're like what the hell? This is stupid. It's like and trying like, to get somebody to go back and play Final Fantasy VII or something like that. Oh it's come like, on. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a wonderful game, and I'd love to see other people play it, but uh, it's it's hard for people that have never played that game to go back and play it now, I think, just because of the way it looks. Yeah, well, I mean, see, here's the benefit of if you play on a PC, if you wanted to, you could take the graphics and make it look beautiful. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, if you play on a console, oh, sorry about your luck. Yeah, PC Nation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you're right. It's the, it's the same thing. Like, there's some great stuff that it, it, it does it age well. It's questionable, yeah. right? Um, even now, it's like I go back and watch the original Gundam, and there's a lot of the stuff that is goes on, and like just the way the characters are designed and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, it gets a little old. But then there's like some really good moments in the series, and you're like, this is why I watched it. Yeah, some of the voice acting is is obviously like very early anime, but. I mean, you know, it's just one of those one of the quirks of of listening to that kind of thing. So I, it's not something that bothers me. It's but it's it's something well, that well, might bother I'm, I'm somebody. Ma- else. That's what I'm mainly saying. Yeah. Like, is you know, we're talking about Gundam, and someone is listening and is going to be like, "I need to go watch the original Gundam." And I'm like, yeah. "Be forewarned, if right. you you're only experiencing stuff like My Hero Academia. Like, you're probably going to be a little disappointed." Yeah. So just understand like when you, what you're getting into before you go down that rabbit hole. Um, but yeah. I, um, let's see. We're uh, a little over an hour. Um, is there what? So, is there anything else that stands out as far as I mean, you mentioned Final Fantasy VII? I know you're a big Final Fantasy player, right? Is that yeah? Um, I love. I, I've played pretty much all the Final Fantasies. I haven't beat them all, but I love pretty much all the Final Fantasies. Um, Final Fantasy XI, which was the MMO. That game took over my life for a couple of years. <laughs> we're seeing um, a theme here, Chris. Yeah, I have a very addictive personality. It's it's <laughs> it's very apparent. Um, but you know, I I don't like doing stuff half ass. You know, I like to anything that I'm into, I jump in head first um, because I want to be good at it. I want to be you know, I want to have a proficiency. Um, that makes it fun for me, you know, and I, if I don't understand things and I'm not, uh, you know, I, I'm not making strides forward, then it's just, I lo- completely lose interest. Um, so final fantasy 11 was a very hard game to play. I don't know. It, it, I've never played. So you never played. Okay. Well, the game didn't translate very well from Japanese. So the early game, um, you know, some of the quests that you had to do, like it was really hard to figure out what, what they, they even wanted you to do. do. It yeah. wasn't like world of Warcraft where it's like, Hey, go over here and kill these pigs. You know, it's, it's <laughs> like, it was this very convoluted way to tell you, Hey, there's this rose, you know, two, you know, zones away. And it's only in this very specific place and you need to grab it and bring it back, you know? And, and the way that the fighting was, um, 
there was no jumping and everything. Everything was very linear. Um, so it was all based on knowing when to use abilities and like based uh, on cast times, right. based on range. Yeah. And, yeah, and okay. so it wasn't about speed and whatnot, but it was about being very technical. Um, and it, it was a really fun game. I, I like I said, I played it for many years. I refused to go back and even install it in my computer again because I'll get you lost know in that you game know what rabbit hole you're going to go down. Um, yeah. I mean, just the music. I mean, you want to talk about nostalgia? I mean, every time I hear the music from that game, and a lot of the Final Fans are like that. I don't know. You know, that's why I played that. I mean, you yeah, know, the victory put, thing, right? They, it's like classic. I mean, that's actually my ringtone. So. Is it? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, you can go into a certain zone in that game, and it's just—I mean—it gives me chills just just hearing the music from some of those zones. Um, so. Yeah, and that's uh, that one hundred percent. I like—I I never played that game, but Star Wars Galaxies, which was the Star Wars MMO that's unfortunately lo- no longer with us. Yeah. Um, that that's the same way. Like you can actually play an emulated version of that game now, uh, where people. This is how much of a cult fan following that game had. Is it after SOE, Sony Entertainment, or yeah, SOE, Sony Online Entertainment, mm-hmm. canceled that game, shut it down? People reverse engineered the game and built it. Yeah. So, like, an MMO, guys, we're not talking like they built Snake. Like, yeah, do you play on your phone? Crazy. Like, they built a, a freaking MMO from scratch. Just people. They weren't getting paid. So, you can go. Download the copy of the game, and if well, th- that's the only tricky part. You have to have the they say anyways. You have to have the original disc, right? Right. Because you have to have that. You have to own the licensed content. Yeah. Is the only technical loophole there, right? Okay. Um, but if you can, if you have a game disc, or you can maybe somehow manage to find that information online, you can download this launcher that will install the game, and you can play it hmm. just like it was. Yeah, and the same thing, man. Well, like, just it's I have it installed on my computer, and it's one of those things where like I've I've logged in a couple times, but like the the login screen, the music, yeah, like all that is just so freaking nostalgic. Like I'm like I part of the reason I've n- never played it is because I'm in the same boat. Like I'm like if I get a little too deep down this rabbit hole. Like it's game over. Like this is yeah. all I'm gonna do. Yeah, and I, I mean I can't. I have a career now. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm about to go back to school. Like I just can't. Yeah, Chris is gonna be putting in his two weeks. What, <laughs> what, are, you, what are you doing, Chris? Well, I gotta play Final Fantasy, man. Yeah. I don't have time to come to work. Yeah, so and I'm starting to lose some weight, so I don't want to be eating pizza every day. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, you know, everybody knows that pizza is the MML, MMO. Well, you kill. You know, the, the thing with an MMO is it's time. Yeah, like your time is the most valuable thing. Ever if like if you're not actively doing something in the game, yep, you're behind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think so I told the, you before, but when I, I when I came back from uh, my second tour to Iraq, I took a year off and didn't do anything. I just spent the money that I saved while I was over there, and all I did was play MMOs. I played Warhammer Online and Final Fantasy Eleven <laughs> every single day for an entire year and it sounds, sounds like, like a it, dream but it gets old i'm sure but it, it did get old and then finally i was like well i guess i should probably go to school and then <laughs> i went to school and then i kept playing those games but luckily school you know it, it wasn't it a little bit yeah yeah so I, I got out of those my buddies that played got out of them and so now i'll probably i don't want to say i'll never touch an mmo again but it i'm very cautious about ever playing an MMO. it's gotta again. be like well, it's good and bad, right? Yeah. Like it's one of those things where I'm in the same boat, and like I'll never like if if you were like, hey man, let's look at this MMO. It's pretty cool. Let's give it a try. I'm like, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, we're not yeah. going down that road. 
Um, a because I know the only way to be good at an MMO is again it's time you got like, put in them hours. That's it. There is no way around it. That's how the games function. So that I know right up front is a no no. But then like the only the it's it's a double edged sword because the ones that would be tempting would be the ones that I would like lose my life over right, right. like it, it's the one that like if if they came out with a new star wars mmo that looked like a reproduction of galaxies just improved or something like it'd be game over yeah. i'd be like well this is literally all i'm doing yeah like they're you know so i could i would have to be very careful about like not getting it because yep. yeah. final fantasy 14 was almost like that because it's it's got a lot of elements from final fantasy 11 and i started playing that but luckily it wasn't as good of a game for me. I mean, other people might love fourteen. I don't want to hurt, you know, make them feel bad. No, but, it's fine. <laughs> but it wasn't as good a game for me, and I'm I'm grateful for that because I when I started playing that, like I just started a new career. Basically, I just bought a new house. You know, I was in a situation where I couldn't spend sixteen hours a day playing playing a video game yeah and uh you know that that's might, what it takes but that also might be why i didn't enjoy it as much as because i couldn't i well, couldn't because that's the me. only way to be good right yeah. like that's the thing and, and we talked about this recently too is in any game that that i play and, and you're largely the same way like i have to min max like yeah i have to find the most efficient way to be the best that i can be mm-hmm. and that just comes from years and years of playing that kind of stuff yeah that like it's so hard wired and ingrained that like I can't just like sit down and have fun. No, like I do that for a couple hours, and then like as soon as I log off, my ass is on Google or reading forums. Like, oh yeah, okay. Well, how do I? You know, I'm like, and then the, down that rabbit hole I go. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to stay out of that mindset. I mean, I you know, talking to that, I mean, you even start doing it at work, you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's the last thing that you want is for your boss to walk in and see that you're looking at some video game on your phone while you're supposed to be doing something else. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm just. Uh, <laughs> last night I was struggling with this quest, so I wanted to see the best way to do it. Uh, I just I would just own it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's the easiest way to get out of it, but <laughs> but it's also a good way to not not get good remarks on your annual on your review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, all right. Uh, you know, thanks for coming and sitting down with with me today. I, you know, I always love like the, the, the my favorite thing about being a nerd is like this where we you, like you are, we obviously have some overlapping interests, but like you know you're really into magic and, and forty and Warhammer and all this stuff, Final Fantasy eleven, like. And I've played other MMOs, so we can relate on some things. But yeah, I absolutely. love I love talking to people that are into different stuff and picking their brains and understanding like why they liked it, what you know, why do they do it, why don't you do it now? I mean, what's you know, all that kind of stuff is really always interesting to me because yeah, you know, um, I'm, I, I love learning and meeting new people and, and and getting into that part of it because that's one of the things that I love about the group too is that we're we're starting to be more public. Like yeah. we're trying to take the, the idea of what a nerd is and make it like and. Let's share that. Like, yeah, absolutely. what is it that you're into? What is it that you're into? Like, you mm-hmm. know, and then you guys can, can talk about that. Maybe you can find something that you really like that you never knew about and vice versa. And you can, yeah, one, I mean, one of the, the threads that I saw the other day uh, in the group that I thought was really interesting. I mean, it's not something I'm really into. 
Um, but I mentioned it earlier. It was like vintage dressing up in vintage clothing. Sure. Somebody brought that up. And, you know, it's, it's not like something cosplay, I'm at all right? interested I mean, in. Yeah. It's not something I'm at all interested in, but I was really interested in how many people were interested in it. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I couldn't believe how many people I saw talking about vintage clothing. Um, you know, and it's just something so different that I never would have thought of. I mean, who knows what's going to be. Now. I mean, I mean, we were talking about Gundam. I mean, that's something that I haven't even thought about in years and now i'm talking now here you are (laughs) yeah i love it um yeah i mean and and it's one of those things where you know had we probably not talked about gundam and and like when you brought hey you know i'm thinking about these gundam models i'm like oh i've got some i've done it like yeah let me get you the gundam you haven't watched it let me get you the you know i'll get you the the stuff to watch like you facilitate that with each other right And, and so you know, we have that platform to share stuff that we like with other people and to learn about stuff that they like and, and potentially find the next Final Fantasy XI. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we all obviously have obsessive personalities or we wouldn't be considered nerds. I think that that's one of the things that set us all apart. So, um, And one of the things that I love about being a nerd is that other people in the nerd community love to share things. They want you to be a part of what they're a part of. Um, sometimes it's very a, inclusive. Sometimes to a fault, but yeah. But there's so much material, and they're so open in sharing things. Um, like I'm not really a sports guy, and you know yeah. when I talk to somebody about sports, you know they just kind of like talk about their own thing, their favorite team or whatever. But they never try to like. They're never really getting you into it. It's just like, a, well, this is what my people do. You know, this is what my favorite player does. And, you know, again, I'm not knocking them. They're they're their own nerds. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't know. Whenever someone talks to me about sports, man, it's just no, like, oh, God. Yeah. No, every- God, please. No, 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 no. That's that's 100 percent what goes through my head when yeah. someone's like, have you seen this? No, I haven't. No. Right. Please don't do this. Um, yeah. But I'm with you, man. I, so I. I'm super thankful. Again, we probably wouldn't be as the friends that we are if it weren't for the group. So, no, you know, absolutely. Um, um, I'm very thankful for that. And um, so, speaking of the group, I guess this weekend it will be Saturday the fourth. Will be at Rec Bar. Um, I I don't know. Do you know what time that starts? Uh, six p.m. I believe. Six p.m. Yeah, six p.m. So come hang out, play some video games. Um, the Saturday Rec Bar meets are always our biggest. So I mean, normally the crowds, you know going on 50 plus people so um there's no shortage of us there and it's always a super good time um i'll be there chris will be there aaron unfortunately is probably gonna be out of town i think um but it's okay we're still fun without aaron i promise and in uh, light of aaron not being here i think we should mention that if you have any questions or comments (laughs) you can send those to under like me media at gmail.com you can absolutely yeah um I almost forgot. And look at look, Aaron. Now Aaron's gonna be like, I know I need to, do, to say that all the time because if I don't say it, you don't say it. So yeah, uh, yeah. If you guys do have any questions or comments or uh, anything you want to say to me or Aaron or um, anything you want us to talk about on the podcast or anything you don't want us to talk about on the podcast or uh, whatever, um, yeah, it's a nerd like me media at gmail dot com. Um, or you can message me on Facebook or Aaron on Facebook or, or probably Chris on Facebook. Just one of us <laughs> on Facebook and um, let us know what you think. Um, so yeah, Saturday we'll be at Rec Bar, um, and then Monday again we'll uh, we'll be at Cardinal Gaming from six to nine. 
Um, yeah, come out. Uh, we were talking about playing the Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, Monday. which is a card game that Aaron and I, or that Chris and I have not played. Uh, Aaron and I have not played either. Um, but there are a lot of people at Cardinal that play that. And it seems like, a you know, I love Dragon Ball Z and Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Super and all that shit. So um, it seems like something that it's very simple, seems very yep. fast, very easy to learn, very yeah. quick game. So, But even if you're not into that, I mean, if if, if more people want to play Magic, I mean, I don't have a problem not playing Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Don't don't feel, you know, we're, just, we're throwing that out there that, yep. you know, if you, maybe you want to learn it. Maybe you wanted to learn how to play Dragon Ball Super, like, we can facilitate that also. So yeah. I've got decks um, for you guys for that also. I think I even have some Pokemon decks. Yeah, I think there were some um, that bad. So yeah, um, so, yeah, we've got plenty of stuff. And, you know, there's somebody at Cardinal that knows how to play all that. So. Yeah, those guys, like, again, they're really friendly. You know, my experiences there have all been very positive. Um, you know, just the other day we mentioned the Dragon Ball Super and somebody was like, hey, if you want to learn how to play that game, I'll, I'll teach you how to play that game. So, yeah. You Absolutely, know, you that's, that's the kind of environment you get yeah. there, right? It's kind of funny because um, you know it, it's usually a pretty decent group of regulars at the shop, mm-hmm. and um, as soon as they see somebody new, you know, and they're like looking at magic cards, you're like, hey, do you, "Do you play Commander? Yep. Do you want to play?" Like, you know, yeah. it's it, they're always immediately trying to involve new people in, in the so yeah, it's a, such a great environment. Um, so yeah, we'll be there Monday from six to nine. Um, you guys come check it out. We'll be at Rec Bar Saturday, um, six on. I won't say an end time because you can probably stay until they close if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we'll be. I think we've got something going on the next weekend too. Yeah, we got a lot of events coming up. Yeah, Maybe guys, it's busy. There's there's no shortage of stuff to do, um, which is a good thing. I'm yeah, glad to, to it's getting me out of the house and not buying stuff. So <laughs> yeah, you're not playing Final Fantasy Eleven, right? Um, <laughs> so yeah, guys. Uh, we again, when we appreciate all the listens and support we get on this podcast, um, I really enjoy doing this one. Um, yeah, because I love talking about all this nerd stuff. It's it's one of those things where if if I didn't talk to you guys about it, I'd be blowing Cassidy's head off about it. So I'm yeah. sure she appreciates. I'm it sure too. she appreciates having somebody <laughs> having somebody that you can vent to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, guys, and if you, you know, don't forget if you guys like the podcast, like, share, comment, um, let us, let us know what you think. You know, I'm, I'm really interested to hear comments, criticisms, um, whether, you know, whatever that might be, uh, you know, it doesn't always have to be positive. If you guys don't like the show, tell me why so I can fix it. Cause I want, you know, we're doing this for you guys. And I guess that's really all I got for you this week. I'll just go ahead and, and throw this out there. I mean, yeah. I'm in the group, my name's Christopher Glad. You know, so if if you guys have anything that you want to say to me, I'm one of the the moderators of the group too. So, yeah. you know, it's not just uh, you know Corey and Aaron. If you know if you got something and they're not around, uh, you want to ask me about it, or if any of the stuff that I've talked about is interesting to you, you know, we can talk about it. I, you know, yeah, obviously Chris, I love all that stuff. Yeah, so. Chris is never uh, <laughs> anybody that ever comes up to Chris and says something about Warhammer. You know, he's always like, well, "What do you play?" You know, like, <laughs> like that's a you know, he's he's yeah, he's always into that stuff. So, and all of us are like that, guys. Um, any of the moderators, at, you know, and this goes for at the at the our events too. You know, feel free come up talk to us. Like yeah. that's you know, we're people uh, too. Yeah, we're people. <laughs> no, 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 you know, but I know nerd is nerds. We're typically a little introverted. Yeah. So, but don't be afraid, man. If, if you hear Chris, if you listen to this podcast and, and heard Chris talk about final fantasy 11 and you loved final fantasy 11, if you come out to rec bar on Saturday, like, I might talk. I might not want to talk to you about eleven because then we'll both be playing again. But <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But come up and talk no, to Chris about Final Fantasy Eleven. Um, that's what it's about. So again, we appreciate all the support, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Peace.